There's a pine wobbler sitting on a hollow limb. He seems to have the whole morning out right in front of him. And everything he sings from the branch that he's sitting on, it seems to hush the leaves and the colors all around. Now first he sings and then he goes. And what it means, it's hard to know. Hey, so today we are here with the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Mills. Do you like being called that? Uh, I don't believe <laughs> Have you I've ever, ever been that. I don't think so. All um, right. Well, I made it up then. <laughs> All right, Johnny. So why don't you give a little background on where you went to college and how you are just so wise nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe to some, but... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, so I, I grew up around here, um, born in, in Calvert County. Um, and actually, you know, I was born in PG County. Ooh, um, poser. Uh, not originally well, from here. Lived there. <laughs> yeah. And anyways, uh, <laughs> since I was two, I've been in Calvert and gotcha. I'm 36 now. Okay. So, so pretty much your entire life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, raised in a Christian family, uh, I'm the oldest of four boys. And so growing up, really competitive, all of us sent each other to the hospital multiple times. Um, I don't know what that's like. Got yeah. a brother, so. Yeah. <laughs> when we started going away to college, we realized kind of how good we actually had it and how amazing our parents and siblings were when you're away, you tend to appreciate that stuff. And so it was cool to see each person go away to college and come back with that perspective. So um, I ended up uh, going to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. Uh, Really had a great, great experience there. I never thought I would be at a school where professors would take their own time at night, come up to your floor and they'll talk about any topic that you want them to talk about. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, because they really cared. And so mm-hmm. it was just really cool to be in an environment where the profs really cared. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that sounds really cool. I've heard a lot of good things about Moody Bible. Um, I believe we have somebody else at our church that went there. Yep. Billy Walsh. Yep, that's okay. right. Billy is the one that told me about Moody. and Okay. I would have never known if Billy hadn't have told me. So That's awesome. Yeah, and he actually drove me all the way to Chicago when I was in high school. And we he gave me kind of the mini tour, um, showed me where the church he used to preach at, which was bulldozed. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang. Um, and a few other sights and sounds, but it was very gracious of him to take me all the way there. And yeah. So no, that's really cool though. Yeah, I had no clue that he was the one that actually got you there. Mm-hmm. That's yep. awesome. Yep. And then uh, from Moody, I actually was planning on my last two years. I was helping with a college ministry at University of DePaul, which is the largest Catholic school in the country. Interesting. Or the second largest, I think. Yeah. yeah. Notre Dame, I think, is the biggest. But okay, I was doing a. Um, 
something called the well there, um, kind of like InterVarsity or Campus Crusade. Yeah. And uh, I was basically preparing to take over as the leader. And then with about a couple of months before I graduated, all the funding and everything fell through. And so I was like, okay, God, like, what do I do now? And I really wanted to teach the Bible somewhere, um, get my feet wet uh, doing that a little bit. And I started looking at international schools and almost every school wanted three to five years experience, which I didn't have. And But there was one job listing over in Honduras uh, that wanted a Bible teacher. Um, but it was from a denomination that was very different from my or our denomination uh, at Chesapeake being more on the Reformed theology side. Mm-hmm. And so this was... Uh, an Assemblies of God um, church and school connected. And uh, so I just said, well, if they want me to be the Bible teacher here, I'm going to put everything I believe. And if they want to take me and accept me, they're going to take me and accept me. And so I put everything down, was really clear about what I believed. And the interview went great um, over the phone. Funny, I'll, I'll... never forget what they asked me on the um, the application. They asked me for my views on homosexuality, abortion, smoking, and rock music. Oh, wow. Interesting. Rock music. Rock music. <laughs> yeah. Let me, is, let me just add that in there. <laughs> what is my view on rock music? So, um, yeah. So, uh, they were... Needless to say, very conservative. Um, I thought I was conservative until I went there. And <laughs> if they – and this is part of the culture, too, of e- evangelicalism over there. But if they see you even touch a drop of alcohol, my butt would have been on a flight going back home. Wow. Yeah. So. Dang. But, uh, yeah, I ended up um, – Long story short, I ended up accepting there. I was the Bible teacher, and then two weeks before class started, they said, oh, by the way, uh, you're teaching philosophy and sociology too. And I was like, do I have a choice? Huh? <laughs> and like, no, you're, you're teaching it. I yep. was like, okay, here we go. So, and my favorite class actually ended up being sociology. Okay. Um, because... I would just get to know the kids. I mean, it's the study of people. And so I just got to know my students and their culture, and mm-hmm. it was really cool. And I'll never forget one uh, one kid, or there's actually a set of twins that were half, Amer- uh, half Honduran, half Japanese. Hmm. And so I asked them to do like a homework assignment on their grandparents. And so the Japanese side of them, their grandfather was in, or maybe his great-grandfather, but was in World War II on the Japanese side. Huh. He forgot his lunch one day. He worked in a bomb factory. Yeah. He forgot his lunch one day, went home to get it, 
came back, the whole factory was gone. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So Wow. Yeah, but um just really got to learn a lot about the culture that way just by teaching sociology and mm-hmm. um to hear a lot of those cool stories. Um it was a a pretty crazy school um to teach at. Uh discipline was really hard. Mm. So and I wrote a lot of detentions. Did you? Yeah. I <laughs> had to. Yeah. Um, that was the only form of discipline that people would really pay attention to. And, Dang. and uh, as we got into third and fourth quarter, they just stopped enforcing it. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I was considering coming back for another year, but it was just such a tough environment to teach in um, that I, I decided to go back. And uh, I bounced around a little bit from Chicago to Arlington, Virginia, um, ended back here and, uh, finally stopped pulling a Jonah and running away and, <laughs> uh, bought a house here, met my wife at Chesapeake and we've got two kids and one on the way now. So. Yeah. Yep. He broke the news. I did. Are you allowed uh, to do that on the podcast? Yeah. Or should I edit that out? It's, it's fair game now. <laughs> okay. It is fair game. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. So um, I became an elder at Chesapeake, uh, I think, three years ago now. And so that has been uh, just a really great growing experience for me and uh, learning some different aspects of leadership that I would have not learned and uh, just really um, felt a burden for every church is one generation away from being a dead church. Yep. And so if there aren't young leaders willing to step up and willing to learn and willing to go through the hard stuff, uh, then you're not going to have a church in a few years. Hmm. So that was my burden and still what I go back to when things get hard and I think about hanging it up and uh, that's... Um, one of the things that um, that I go back to is I go back to my calling and mm-hmm. I go back to that original conviction that I had and I, I still have to this day. So Yeah, no, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I know personally for me, just even knowing that you're a part of the church in that way gives me a lot of peace because I've heard you talk a lot about the Bible and we just started <laughs> doing a Bible study together. So... Um, it's just been really cool to hear your heart and all of that stuff. Hmm. And so when I look at the elders and I see you on there, I'm like, man, I'm very thankful for that dude hmm. to be on there. So thank you. I wouldn't want you to go anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I've already, I've already tried to get away from here mm-hmm. and, uh, God called me back every time. So, yep. Hey, I've done, I've been guilty of the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Tried to get away, yep. and uh, God just calls you back to the places. Maybe you don't want to be at first, yeah. but yep. once you give in, uh, it's pretty great. So, yeah. yep, yep, <laughs> that's S- for sure. Surrender. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Surrender. That's the word. Yep. yep. So you lived in Honduras. What was that like? Uh it it was uh, a large range of emotions. I feel like every emotion under the gamut there was some of that 
in there. I mean, it was amazing. It was crazy. It was frustrating. Um, Yeah, there's just, I just had so many different experiences and my philosophy there was I want to do everything that I can to experience as much as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. So I like went on the church retreats and uh, I like saw how they did things and I saw people, some just crazy stuff like exorcisms and- Oh my goodness. um, Yeah. And uh, got to travel to El Salvador, learned to surf in Costa Rica. Um, Had a friend actually that taught their- uh, he had like blood pressure issues and one night he just died. And so we experienced a funeral. He was only 28 years old. Wow. And we experienced a Honduran funeral, which consisted of just being up all night at the church and everybody's just crying. Mm-hmm. So for like eight to 12 hours and the casket's open. Yeah. And... He was right there, and everybody's just bawling. And it was then, eight to twelve hours. Yeah, it was all night. People were in there. Were you there the entire time? Uh, I was probably there for like six to eight hours. I feel like. Dang. But the next day there was classes in school, and they canceled everything. Gotcha. So wow. Um, yeah, it was. That was really intense, and that was a couple weeks before school ended. So. I came back to the States just still kind of reeling from that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I left Honduras because I had such a bitter taste in my mouth from the school. I left Honduras thinking that I would never be back there. Mm -hmm. Even though I had made some really amazing friends there. um, But the, the job that I had just left that taste in my mouth that sometimes you associate a place with the job. Right, yeah. And you just, it's hard to unconnect the two. Yep. And so uh, didn't think I'd ever be back. And then uh, our youth pastor at the time asked me uh, if he thought where I was at would be a good place to take the youth group for a mission trip. And I said, you know what, I think I've got just the couple um, out there to partner with. And um, it was Tristan and Beth Mahagan, and it turned out to be a really great fit. And uh, I think we we partnered with El Dante for, I think, five or six years. That's what got our church to Honduras, and then the ball just really started snowballing down the hill and people started getting more and more excited. So you were in Honduras before the church was even associated with it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And I was, I was able to be that first link in the chain, which. Oh, dang. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So in fact, I remember going down the first time with Robert, um, our senior pastor and and Bob Sickle, who's can build just about anything. Yep. And we picked him up from the airport. We're leaving the airport, and there's literally like three body bags on the side of the road being mm-hmm. zipped up by police. Yep. And I'm like, Bob, 
I swear to you, I've never seen this before. Um, but there's body bags over there, <laughs> and uh, that's what's happening. Yeah, just to hear how it was all connected. I had no clue that you were the link in the chain for all of that. So mm-hmm. now we have Honduras Compassion Partners, and we're about to be building in Honduras. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and it's cool for me, too, to see that even though I was the first link, it's gone way, way, way beyond what I could ever even dream. Um, where now, I mean, we're talking about building a training center for all of Central America for mm-hmm. emergency response. And um, it's just really, really cool to see the doors Scott's opening for us over there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool um, that you got to even live there and um, be in the culture. Yeah. And yeah, that's awesome. So you're fluent in Spanish then? Uh, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> I can get around. I can say whatever I need to say. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah. And for anybody out there that's listening to that maybe you're just getting done with high school or you're getting done with, with college um, and you don't have any attachments that are holding you here, I think uh, looking at teaching at a bilingual school because they're all over Central America, they're all over the world because English is the international business language. So every parent wants their kid to learn English so that they can get a good job. And so that is a really great opportunity. Um, A lot of schools just want an associate degree um, or a bachelor's, so you have to check. But um, But yeah, it's a really, really cool way, I think, to get outside your box a little bit to see God's a little bit bigger than just what's going on here in America, in your state, in your county. And uh, so I would highly recommend that for anybody thinking about that. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. There's a He seems to have the whole morning out right in front of him And everything he sings from the branch that he's sitting on It seems to hush the leaves and the colors all around Now first he sings and then he goes And what it means is hard